Jax Jones' first album, Samir's Izu 2019 recap, Eric Pritz to bring Hollow 5 to NYC, why Samir hates people who try to use Plur to get free stuff, all of this and more on this week's episode of Beyond the Beats. Let's get it. What's up, listeners? Welcome to Beyond the Beats. This is episode 30. Can't believe we're already at episode 30. For those of you joining us, this is a podcast about EDM news and culture. My name is Alec Prieto, and I'm based out here in San Francisco. And my buddy, my best pal, Samir Singal, is over in New York City. He's joining us from there. Samir, how's it going? Dude, it is going so well out here, man. I'm just really stoked right now because we have a bunch of amazing stuff to be talking about this week on the podcast as and, always as always and just kind of reflecting man 30 episodes can you believe that we're on 30 episodes right now it's it's uh it's quite a milestone man i gotta say i can't man i mean 30 weeks just you know every week putting out a podcast episode and you know i tell you what man i i thought i might get a little bit tired you know of doing all this stuff but it's just from the feedback and then just you know, as we continue to expand on the feature of this podcast, I, I tell you what, I'm more motivated than ever for this. I, we're love, 100%. loving it, man. Me too, dude. For those of you new to the podcast, this is a song that I'm sticking on in the car every time I'm in there, probably annoying my girlfriend about it because I'm playing it all the time. I say that every, right. every time I got this, but my on repeat for this week is Chase and Stace's Heater from their newer album, Return to Jungle. Take a listen. <laughs> Man, I love that you are featuring this song as your on repeat, man. Especially because that whole album is really such a banger. You know what I mean? Like we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the podcast and I think Heater is definitely one of my favorite songs from that album. It is such a great song. Oh, it is, man. I mean, it's got the dance hall reggae vibe back in there. Some classic exactly. jungle. You know, I mean, we haven't really heard too much jungle uh, nowadays. And for those of you that don't know, it's a, a specific type of drum and bass where they have, you know, like a, a reggae MC um, come in. So there's a lot of Jamaican influence in, in the UK on in, in music. Exactly. Anyhow, don't want to like, you know, get on a tangent about that but this is just some good vibe music you know windows down type of thing sunshine out banging this out i, I i'm just loving this track man and you know i, I know that you like it too oh 100 i'll tell you what let's just do a quick overview of this week's episode there's just so so much to get into and particularly there's a lot of new music so we got some new music from us that we're watching aki our good friend aki with an absolute banger she previously this before, and I've been really excited to hear this. So it's glad. I'm really glad that this is being released. Volick, what a great track. Coastal. Man, this guy. Oh man, I know, Oof. I know. I mean, Volick has just been crushing it. Really, he's been he's been producing a lot of songs. So this is great to see. I'm lo- I love that he's putting all this stuff out there. Coastal. And we got Relic and I D E K. Nice. This is a great, great track. We've also got some new music from Alesso, Audion. Love that too. Zoo, Bloody Beach Roots, Slushy, Walker and Roy, Steve Aoki, and the Backstreet Boys. 
Wow. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, baby. This has been in the works. We'll see how Samir likes the vocals on this one. He's not a big fan of words. Be forewarned. Then we've got Clang and Crossel with a banging track, too. Samir, I'm glad that you put this on there because I haven't listened to this person for a while. So thank you for putting that on the show notes for of course. this week. Getting into it and the, delving into the EDM news and culture. Samir is going to give his Easy 2019 recap. It's got the good, the bad, and the ugly. As we said at the top of the show in the hook, Eric Pritz is bringing his hollow show to NYC. And Samir, you're not going to be there for it. We'll talk about it. Damn you, I- Alec. Don't rub it in. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Just get, keep going with the recap. Oh, oh boy, man. we'll get all into it. Avicii's tribute concert, and we're talking about Excision and Wooly. For this week's anti-plur, Samir's got it this week. He's been awfully tight about quite a few things recently, especially (laughs) this week about people who try to use plur to get free stuff. You'll delve into that. Then we're getting into our classic sections. Listeners, we know that you love this. We love talking about it. It's the what are we listening to section. Jax's Jones' new album, Whew, is all I can say for now. We'll get more into that. And then we've got the whole Disciple label, it looks like, going in on a new song called We Don't Play. We'll review that. Lastly, we've got the artists that we're watching this week. As always, we've got two fantastic artists, and we'll delve really deep into those guys. I know that our listeners are particularly going to enjoy it this week. But my man, going back to the top, new music from artists that we're watching. Let's talk about Aki with that song, she doesn't know what did you think holy crap this is amazing man amazing it's just it's so cool to see aki just pumping out some quality quality tunes this is actually her first original that she has released and what a way to make a splash onto the scene better yet she's being noticed man she's being noticed not not only is she releasing banging tracks, but also DJ Mag has just recognized her no. as artists to watch in their September, like for the month of September. How insane Shit. is that, man? Yeah, wow. exactly. Oh my lord, incredible, I have no man! Idea. We gotta reach out and like say, did you reach out to her yet? And we say congrats on that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did definitely on Twitter. Uh, but you know, man, I'll send her a text as well. Just congratulating her. Yeah, I mean, it's, seriously, what a milestone! Congratulations to Aki, and you guys got to take a listen to this song as well. It's Aki's song. She doesn't know. Take a listen. Find out why we're so hyped. She doesn't know. My man, I love, I, I fucking love this track. Honestly, this is an amazing, amazing track. I love, I love the sample in there, man. It's just, yeah. it's super. Ah, oh God, I, I, I love this track so much. Yeah, me too, dude. And if I recall correctly from what she told me, it's like. It's a poem that she's really into, and somebody did like a spoken word version of it, and she took those those vocals and she, you know, put it into this song. She doesn't know. I mean, it's cool to see like she's so passionate about the poem itself. Somebody did a spoken word version of it, and she incorporated it into her first uh, release, which is such a great thing to see. So, shout out to Aki, fantastic way to start off your first original, and we can't wait to see what you do next. And congratulations on all your success. Yeah, that's that's honestly that's that's mind boggling. It's Again, it's just so great to see 
these artists that we talk about get the recognition they deserve. You Hell know? yeah. Because it really is. I mean, this is just a great thing from Aki. And, you know, listeners, you can expect a lot more. So in our show notes, we provide every link that you could possibly imagine. You can go check out this track, but also give a, you know, shout out on Instagram or something. You know, this is a big accomplishment for us. So definitely go and follow the people that we talk about in this week's episode. But moving forward, Volick, reanimate my man. He's just been putting out some tunes am i right holy oh my god dude volik you're coming back with some fire man this is insane Just based on listening to the song Reanimate, I think he is heavily influenced by Porter Robinson's old kind of Complexro days. Yep. I maybe heard some Mikas in there, who unfortunately is not producing music anymore. We miss you, Mikas. And and Volick, I think he he draws heavily from his inspirations, especially in the Complexro scene back when it was big in like 2011, 2012. And I think we're hearing that in this song Reanimate. This is so well done. I can't even begin to tell you how pumped up I am about the energy in this song and how great volick was able to convey that oh totally man i couldn't agree more i mean just all of his tracks recently have been you know absolute fire but i really really like this and i i think you hit the nail on the head i was trying to think about who you know where the inspiration came from for this song and i could you know i could definitely hear that in porter oh for sure dude for sure so we went a little bit harder with volick's song reanimate but now we're gonna chill out a little bit with coastal song dawn This is, uh, this is why I love this guy, dude. This is why I featured him as an artist that we're watching on this show. Good vibes music, man. It just goes to show you that electronic music can come in all different shapes and sizes. And that's why Alec and I love this genre. Because we got house, we got techno, we got trap, dubstep, bass music. You know, shit that you can head your headbang to. But like, now we're talking about a song that you can just chill out on your couch. Maybe enjoy a nice Corona with the lime in it. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Corona, just so everybody knows. You know, just kind of chilling out, watching the sunset on the beach. This is what Coastal's, Coastal's music is all about, and I am in it 100%. Well, I tell you what, man. I didn't tell you this before because I wanted to, you know, tell you on air. But I yeah. actually sent this track over to my dad because he's driving the PCH. That's uh, Highway 1. Oh, dude. Yeah, all the way down. He's Yeah, he's going all the way down to SoCal from uh, San Francisco. He came and visited me over the weekend. So I sent this over to him because I thought coastal right would be perfect for that coastal drive and he said he really liked it he said it was very chill he had the windows down playing it so yeah shout out to coastal for that you uh, you helped make my dad's pch trip pretty pretty swell so that's awesome nice man i I love that i love that and then you know just kind of capping off this section here uh we got relic and then the artist that you featured on the show i-d-e-k i is it i don't i still don't know what those words what those letters stand for me neither maybe i don't even know probably i don't know maybe yeah but something (laughs) something yeah there's so many possibilities but alec i mean tell me about tell tell me about how you're feeling about his song mama's addiction they love the way he fought the streets like 
well, I'm, I'm really all about it, man. I mean, what was really cool to see was, um, I don't know if this is Relic's influence, I haven't really listened too much of Relic, um, but, you know, IDEK is usually more just pure bass house type of vibe but he went yeah. in with a little bit of bass line in this which was really neat uh, neat to see um so again i don't know if that's relics intro um influence there but i tell you what i was i'm hooked to this song this was uh, this is a song that i'm gonna be banging out for quite a while how about you man hell yeah dude i'm i'm all in on this one i love this song from relic and ide dash k mama's addiction and this was this is such a high energy baseline bass house song and it's cool to see like two different styles kind of coming together yep. that's that's what music is all about so i'm all in on this totally man well i'm glad to hear that because you know he, he's yeah. been pumping out some great tracks but listeners as we mentioned this will all be in the show notes so please please check them out and give them your support but new music from this week I was really, really happy to see this. I didn't know this was coming out, but Alesso teamed up with Summer Camp for a song in the middle. Samir, what are your thoughts? I'm really interested to hear what you think about this song. I love this yes, song. Nice. I love this song. This is such a great track, man. I I can't even get to tell you how pumped I am on Alesso these days, bro. I seriously can't, can't even begin to tell you. Honestly, dude, out of all the mainstream DJs, all the mainstream producers, Alesso is probably my favorite one. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like I'm talking about the folks who are up in the, in the realm of like a Calvin Harris, a Hardwell, Alesso's in there. You know, maybe Swedish House Mafia is in there as well. I don't know if you want to include that, lump, lump them in, but... Bro, Alesso is my favorite one of the big name DJs. I love this guy. And In the Middle is such a great song. Summer Camp, I don't know too much about. But you know what? Hearing Alesso do this song with Summer Camp, this is definitely putting Summer Camp on my map. What do you think? I agree with you, Samir. This is why out of all you know, the more mainstream DJ slash producers, uh, Alesso is definitely my top because I really like this vibe and it's going much more towards that progresso mixtape vibe which I hope yes I, I'm hoping he's going more towards that it seems that way I mean he really it really does seem it that does way, seem man. that way right like and yeah I, I just think that's the I, I feel like people are down for it too which is great to see because it really yes, is bro. more of a house vibe than anything yes and and I think that they're bringing some some variety to the main stage, which yes. is, which is so desperately, desperately, desperately needs. needs, and Alesso yep. is at the forefront of it. And dude, I'm telling you, people used to call Hardwell the king of the main stage. I'm telling you right now, I think Alesso is going to become the king Ooh. of the main stage. He is so fucking good, man. I can't even begin to tell you. So pumped up on this song. My man's is all in on Alesso. I love to hear that. That's a hundred percent, bro. <laughs> That's fantastic. hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely move move it on to another big artist that, you know, we we've talked about a little bit, but I feel like he hasn't been doing too too much in in terms of producing new music. I know he's been on traveling on the circuit quite a bit, but it's nice to see him back yeah. in the studio, popping out some new tunes. We're talking about Artie with his new song Find You. Samir, what do you think? Yeah, I, I do. This is like classic signature arty sound, and I'm in on it. You know what I mean? There's there's not very much trance. You know, if you want to categorize this as trance, uh, there's not very yeah. much trance that I'm totally totally into. But I think Artie is just one of those one of those producers that just keeps me interested in the in the tunes that he's pumping out. You know what I mean? And this song "Find You," I'm I'm interested in it, man. It held my attention, which is hard to do for <laughs> some of these more airy, uplifting, trancey, vibey sort of songs. But this song held my attention. I'm really, really pumped on that. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, man. I definitely liked it. It's not my favorite of his releases. Um, I will be totally honest about that. But I really did enjoy this. I mean, you know, I really liked the drop on this, actually. I thought me the too. drop was really nice. Had that great uplifting feel to it. You know, I, I don't really know. Is, is this considered trance? I, I don't know. Maybe. 
Artie, I think, uh, like, hard. toes the line with, like, trance and house. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, little, maybe some hints of, I don't want to say big room, but, yeah, it, it's hard to really pin down what Artie's sound is, but whatever he's doing, he's doing it right. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, man. So definitely check that one out to listeners. Moving forward again, Audion, another person we haven't heard too, too much from. Glad to see he's in the studio, too. Audion with his new song, Buzzing. I tell you, I actually kind of like this. Another m- more chill, you know, smooth type of house song. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's just math for me. You know, it didn't. Uh, it was it was all right with me, man. It it didn't truly like hold my attention all that much, and it just sounded like another audience song. Which I don't know if that's fair to say, but I I don't know. I, it's hard for me to sometimes dis you know discern audience songs one from another because i sometimes think they kind of meld together mm-hmm. so this song buzzing is it's maybe i'm not the target audience for it i'm not necessarily right. that big into audience but you know what cool to see music is coming out and i'm sure the fans of audience are pretty stoked on it yeah you know that that's an interesting point man i'm kind of there with you i can i probably appreciate it more than i like it you know i i can hmm, see this yeah. as almost being i don't i don't want to categorize it this way but it's almost like a filler song in a set you know what i mean yeah okay well i see what you're saying it's a it's a song that can kind of be mixed in it keeps the vibe going one of those songs so it's not it's definitely not something i would just listen to on its own but you you know when when you're playing out a set you do need some songs like that right where they just fit in um and i do think that this is more along those lines but i'm with you man i'm not really too big on this song but i could appreciate i think it's pretty chill maybe it just kind of missed the marks for us here but i'm sure there are people who definitely enjoy it yeah i agree man yeah now this one really interesting thoughts on this one the bloody beetroots and zoo with the song zoning take it away take it away oh fuck yeah dude this (laughs) is awesome i love this song man i love this song i really don't know what it is about zoo dude i really don't but he is just truly capturing my attention it's like his mysterious kind of aura his voice the whole thing about him man i love what he's doing and i'm telling you i've been getting more and more into zoo lately you know what i mean especially with that collaboration you just did with nightmare so you know what man the bloody beat roots teaming up with zoo and let's not let's not discount the bloody beat roots in this song either all right they contributed massively to this track you can hear their influence in it especially at the drop and then there's like a breakdown in the song where zoo's true influence comes out in it too this song zoning is in it for me man i'm all about it dude very glad to hear that because yeah i mean this kind of went harder than i thought it would you know yeah i was yeah really into that i mean it's not too hard so listen don't be put off if you're not into that it's not like it's dubstep hard or something like that but it's it's definitely it it goes in so this is a good hype up song and uh yeah man i really want to catch him again that that would be awesome to to see him agreed bro agreed uh dude let's move into it we got slushy with the song watch yo back what'd you think (laughs) you know I actually like this one. I'm not a big fan of Slushy. I actually like this one. Speaking of which, we need to talk about changing the intro to this uh, uh, to this podcast in general. It's a little too gamey for the, for me. You know, oh, I don't. Oh man, <laughs> Alec, listeners, let me tell you something right now. Alec is not a fan of the intro music in our podcast. He is just not about it. And uh, no, we'll, we'll definitely change it well, up at we'll, some point. Well, it's because kind of reminds me of Slushy's style, which is, yeah, <laughs> you know, with oh the, the gamey type of thing. Anyhow, I actually did it. I, you know, I did enjoy uh, this song. Yeah. It went in. I really liked it, man. You know, it had. It's one of those songs, and this is where I really like it. I is it rhythm? I I don't, I don't really know how you would categorize this. Yeah. Either rhythm or 
dubstep or, or something, but I really like it when producers put in, it's got a real, you know, rhythm that you could follow along to, right? And yeah. he did a very good job with this. It was just clean, you know, it wasn't too much in there in the drop, but it was just something you can really kind of like, you know, bounce to or headbang to and just follow yeah. along with. What do you think? You know, Alec, you know me. I'm, I'm a fan of Slushy and I saw Slushy live at EDC 2017. And honestly, it was one of those sets where, you know, one of our friends, Andres, took, took me to and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. He was like, nah, dude, stick around for this. You're going <laughs> to like it. And you know what, Andres? Shout out to you, man. I did like this. I really liked his set, and I'm, I've been a Slushy fan ever since. I like the video game influence that he has on there. Like, I know what you're saying in the sounds that he uses. And I think this song, Watch Your Back, is actually one of his more stronger releases as of lately. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, man. You know, And then again, maybe I'm just not the target audience for it, but I, I was definitely into this song, and I have heard yeah. similar things about Slushy sets. So next time Slushy's around, I, I you know you can hold me to this. I will definitely give him a shot live because nice. I have heard. Yeah, I mean, well, hell, I'm not going to say no to like seeing somebody live, you know, that I've never for seen. For sure, dude. So, you know, definitely, you know, we always talk about it. you got to walk the the walk as it were right i mean we always talk about being open so definitely open to seeing slushy this moving on though man this song i'm absolutely hyped to be talking about walker and royce and is it vanessa what is it how do you say it it is vanessa yes. yeah, you got it dude we need to keep track nice of job. successful yeah. pronunciations on the show alex got one got successful one. pronunciation the first like time 300 300 losses <laughs> yeah i mean dude i'll take that one out of 300 so far people have crazy oh, yeah. names nowadays um yeah so walker and royce and vanessa teamed up to do the song rave grave man i was hyped to hear this i love this track how about you if there's any track from this section that i'm super stoked about it is this song right here rave grave is amazing and this is going to be dominating dance floors for a long time listeners you heard it here first house music released on diplo's label higher ground really cool first of all to see that diplo is uh, has this label higher ground where he's really into the house music that he's hearing and the artists that he wants to support He's doing a higher ground show out here in New York City on September 22nd, which I'll be at. Oh, nice! So man. if you're, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty stoked on that, man. Yeah, I bought tickets before the lineup was announced because I had a feeling like this is going to be a really good lineup. And Walker and Royce, they're on there, and so I'm really, really, really stoked to be seeing them and to also hear this song live. Rave Grave is an absolute stomper. It really is. Alec, quick question: If you had to be buried at a at a club, which one would it be? I'd probably, I'm just going to go for it because it's good vibes out there, but I'd like to be buried at Zerche Beach in Croatia. Nice. Yeah, just because nice. it's a beach. Uh, <laughs> you know, at, well, I mean, the clubs are the clubs are awesome there, so I'll get into it more when I talk about Jack Jones later on, but it's, yeah. it's great vibes out there. That or audio yeah. out here in San Francisco, I really love that place. I'm there all the time. I, I've seen the people yeah. there like whenever I can. How about you? Oh, man, Alec, if you get buried at a beach, make sure you put on some sunscreen because you burn so <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm being buried, man. So I don't think that's that's, that's not true. my main concern is whether I'm that's getting true. something. For, for me, it, it would probably have to be uh, it would probably have to be output rip output out here in Brooklyn. Oh, man, well, but yeah, goddamn, yeah, I miss that okay, place so I would, much. Uh, that's that would be a close contender for me too. We love that place. Yeah. Listeners, if you don't know why we're talking about this, you need to take a listen to this song, Rave Grave. I mean, it, it's such a such a dope song. I can't even begin to tell you, but. Um, yeah, guys, check that one out. But let's move into this because I am I'm pretty pumped to hear some context on this song, Alec. I know you did some research on it, but we're talking about Steve Aoki and the Backstreet Boys, all right? Backstreet's back. All right. 
Let It Be Me is the name of the song. Alec, what did you think? You know, I, I'm to be honest, I'm not that big of a fan of it. Um, yeah, me neither. I'm not, but there is some cool context to it. So apparently the idea behind the song, I mean, this is reported by Billboard. We'll put this into the show notes. But this was at Hakkasan Nightclub in Las Vegas. And Aoki invited... Uh, one of the main singers for the Backstreet Boys, I believe it was Nick Carter. Yeah, I think it was Nick Carter on stage mm-hmm. during his set there um, to perform the Everybody Backstreet's Back song. Wow. Right. Nice. So I think after that, they just kind of wanted to do something together. You know, I mean, we all know that. I know that you're not the biggest Steve Aoki fan, but what you, I'm sure you can probably appreciate as everyone does is that he can, you know, he has a lot of diversity. He works with a lot of yeah. different people. Um, and he always likes to have a good time and pump out some good songs. So this is really more of a pop song than it is a EDM song, I think. Um, Agreed. You know, I mean, maybe you can categorize it as pop EDM, but I'd say it's probably just straight pop. Uh, and they might too. So, I, I, you know, not biggest fan of this, but this song is definitely going to put it on with some people. I Lastly, I'll just say I think it's just really it's just really kind of cool to see the Backstreet Boys back and with Steve it Aoki. Is, yeah. you know, um, it, it's it's kind of playing into that theme we've been talking about for the last few weeks, right, Samir, where the, you've got EDM producers really just teaming up with a whole different array of artists. How yes. about you? What do you think yeah. on this? Yeah, Alec, it, I don't think that this song is for me, uh, but I can 150% appreciate Steve Aoki kind of reaching out across genres like we've talked about before on the podcast like you just mentioned and working with artists that maybe you know we wouldn't think to work with edm artists man i've never thought that the backstreet boys would team up with steve aoki let alone any edm producer yeah to put out a song so to to see art again come together in a bunch of different ways in this song let it be me is pretty pretty sweet and uh, i know there's a lot of fans who are really really stoked on this and i have a feeling this is going to get a lot of radio play as well so I'm wishing the best for this song. I, I really am. I'm really wishing for the best of successes for Steve Aoki and the Backstreet Boys. But for me, it's just it's just not going to do it for me because I'm not necessarily really into like pop or like pop right. EDM. You know what I mean? Totally. No, right on yeah. board with you there, man. And then finally, let's cap this this section off with Clang Clanker Russell's song Comoros. Alec, you said this at the top of the show or earlier in the show, but you know I feel like I haven't really heard too much from Clanker Russell. But honestly, really, really stoked to get a good vibe song from Comoros. I mean, from Clanker Russell. What do you think? Yeah, man, I I really enjoyed this. As I said before, I'm glad that you put it in our show notes. Um, one thing I did want to ask you is how would you categorize him, or more specifically, Ooh, the song? Wow, putting me on the spot right here, right now, dude. You know, <laughs> there there was a point. There was a point in my life where I'd categorize him as like a tropical house but not necessarily tropical house Mm -hmm. like kaigo does it right i mean because his music is a little bit more fast-paced so you know what i think i think tropical house does still come in a bunch of different flavors so i would still probably say clanker russell is tropical house but with a little bit more of an upbeat sensation to it alec what do you think yeah i I could i could definitely see that and you know i didn't mean to put you on the spot i was just generally no no you're good I, i haven't really if i'm perfectly honest i'll come clean here i haven't really listened to him that much oh interesting yes. okay yeah he was dude he was pretty big when when um when uh, tropical house was really first taken off here in the u.s man yeah it's 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 funny because i just genuinely i really have not listened all too much so i'm definitely gonna go back and listen to some of his older tracks but i i did really For enjoy sure. this song i thought this was a good release and um it seems like this is the first thing in, the, in, in a little bit that he's out there right yeah i would say so i think he may you know he's kind of on a hiatus for a little bit but cool to see him pumping out some new tunes yeah definitely man Whew. Yeah. well right that was a crap load of new music, of music. yeah a lot, a lot of, of music a lot of new music that's never a bad thing but my man 
delving into the EDM news and culture section. Take it away with your recap of your experience at Electric Zoo 2019. Man, I can't wait to hear this. You've, I know you've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Thank you, man. All right, listeners, if you guys have been following our socials, at btb.pod on Instagram, Twitter, at podbtb, or on Facebook, you can find us beyond the beats. If you guys have been following our socials, you would know that I had just spent uh, this past Labor Day weekend at Electric Zoo 2019. This was my fifth year of attending. I went all three days of the festival, and I also did two after parties. And, you know, I I like to take some time to kind of internalize and reflect after I've kind of had some time to rest and think about, like, okay, what did I truly enjoy about the festival? What do I think that there are some things that could be approved upon? And what are some of the things that truly just ticked me off? And if you listened to last week's episode, episode 29, then you would know that my anti-part moment featured some of the things that I think could be improved upon. But let's get right into it. All right. We're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the festival. I want to start off here on a negative note, but I also, I want to end at a positive note. So I'm going to start with the ugliness of the festival. All right. The ugly. We talked about this last week on the episode on the anti-player moment, but and I don't, I'm not going to get too much into this right now. But the water lines at Izu were just stupid. No fencing, no line control. There was only two water stations in the most populated areas of the festival. There used to be three, and before that, there used to be four. There was nobody manning the spigots. There was only about six to eight spigots at each water station. Man. It was honestly just kind of a mess, man. Like it, during the midday, it would take me about 45 minutes to get water, which is dangerous, Horrible. man. It's dangerous. And and Alec, you, you and I were both big advocates for just having easy access to hydration at clubs, at festivals. And the worst part about this whole thing is that there were a lot of bars at the festival and they were selling water bottles for $5 each. I mean – you know, I talked about this on the on the podcast last week, but on the Sunday of the festival, I, I told you, man, like I was getting kind of ticked off because I know like after we finish recording, I have to go into the festival, wait like 45 minutes in line to to kind of get my day started to get water into my backpack, right? Right. Oh, Jesus, that's horrible. Yeah. Man. But dude, honestly, I was like, no, fuck this, man. I it's I'm not doing that. I basically went to the bar and I bought like two water bottles and I just filled up my my camelback with that because I'm like, I'm not wasting my time. It's the last day of the festival and there's a lot of acts I want to catch. I paid good money to be there. So I don't want to waste my time just standing in line, you know what I mean, just baking in the sun. So water lines, Izu, I mean, I went on a rant on this last week. You guys need to get that shit together, okay? This is ridiculous. So hoping that next year you guys are able to get this together. But the true ugliness of Izu this year and this these kind of firsthand accounts and reports popped up after the festival had ended is that Electric Zoo Security or the vendor that they use for security – they conducted a lot of inappropriate searches. Some folks are saying oh. that they were sexually assaulted no. from the security. That's Wait, seriously? Dude, I'm telling you. There's an article from YourEDM.com that really compiled all these kind of reports from Twitter, from Reddit, from Facebook, Jeez. of all these people talking about their firsthand accounts here of what they dealt with with security. I mean, and we're, we're talking about some really kind of degrading shit here. You know what I mean? Like... People, first of all, pulled off to the side. The dog, you know, they have, like, drug dogs at the festival. Right. Then, like, the drug dogs kind of sniff them out, and they get pulled off to the side. And, you know, basically, they have to do, like, a strip search in front of, you know, security that um, is not of the same sex. So, like, women, you know, would have to kind of, stri- you know, be stripped down um, in front of males and vice Gosh. versa. It's very, very uncomfortable. And then, you know, just the depth of which they conducted the searches was 
really, really just going up way too far. You know what I mean? Our listeners need to really check out this article that's in our show notes, and, and you guys will see all the different accounts here. I mean, seriously, there's a lot of people here who are very, very pissed off about the way that security was conducted and the extent of the way that these searches were done. And they seem to be calling out this one security guard, you know, this guy. I'm not going to go into the description of the security guard because, you know, I don't, I don't want to, like, put out recognizable details like that on air. You know what I mean? It's right. Like I said, it's all in the article here, but Izu, there's a serious issue here with your security, okay? And and the fact that there are multiple people coming out with their first-hand eyewitness accounts or first-hand experiences saying that they felt like they were sexually assaulted by the security at the festival who are meant to keep the, the festival safe, that's not right. I don't even know what to say. I mean, that is just truly horrific. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it, man. I, I really couldn't believe it when I was reading it. And I've known that Electric Zoo security seems to be a bit tighter than the other festivals that I've been to, but this is taking it a step way, way, oh, way too, too far. far. I mean, way it's, too far, man. It's, it's, it's sad, really, because it's just so unnecessary. It ruins people's times. And also, I mean, it's just... Talk about a bad thing to attach to the Electric Zoo brand, especially as they're expanding their production efforts yeah. and they're doing really well in the New York scene, right? Like, this is just a horrible thing to, to attach them. So I, I don't know what went wrong with the, the hiring of the security detail, but it's just, this is just, this is horrendous, man. Like, that's just unacceptable to even put people in a position where they would feel as if they would do that, let alone to actually, you know, sexually harass them i mean when i know uh, it's just it's, it's absurd yeah. and it's not it's not even sexually har- sexual harassment dude it's like sexual assault you know what i mean it's like it's just taking it taking a step just way way too far so izu i mean you guys kind of already put out a statement it's a lackluster statement but you know you guys you guys need to really examine these policies and i and i hope that the company that was hired for security as well i hope that they examine the conduct of the security guard that everybody kind of seems to be pointing out in their first hand accounts you know because this is this is pretty disgusting shit so please oh. Horribly. It's, it's just terrific. Yeah. It's horrendous. It just Yeah, it, exactly, man. Exactly. But, you know, so th- those are my two ugly points there that I really wanted to call out. And like I said, listeners, the article that kind of compiles all these firsthand accounts of people dealing with security at Izu, it's in our show notes. So you guys should take a look at that. Guys, moving on to the bad of this festival. All right. There was a lot of discussion about this before the festival had even started. And it, I feel like Izu had some moments here and some opportunities here to kind of rework this. But my God, <laughs> seven lions playing on the smallest stage of the festival, the Riverside stage, closing out the festival. You know, the, he hosted the Ophelia stage. It's it's his record label and he, he put together a terrific lineup. But dude, I can't even get to tell you, man. I was at Kill the Noise, right? Right before Seven Lions had come onto the fest, come onto the stage. And I was watching Kill the Noises set, and I left a little bit early because I knew the ensuing mob that's about to come through. And I had to go meet up with my group to go close out the festival with Dog Blood. And dude, as I'm waiting for my squadron to kind of assemble to go close out the festival with Dog Blood, you just see hordes and hordes of people going towards the Riverside stage, which is on the opposite side of the festival. And you could just see all these people rushing, you know, to go catch seven lines. And, like, there's a point where I, like, I'm waiting for my squad, and I look back, and I just see a sea of people standing in front of the smallest stage at the festival. It was just poor planning on, mm. on, on Izu's part. I mean, come on, seven lines is one of the biggest 
biggest names in EDM and and the demographic of the festival they love Seven Lions man yeah. they really do and you could tell based on the app that Izu has Seven Lions was the most liked or added to schedule act of wow. the festival more so than Dog Blood bro wow Holy crap, that's saying something. Jeez. The numbers were there before the festival even started, man. I mean, it's insane. And then, like, uh, it, it's just, like, it was really, really poor planning. And I do understand that Seven Lions probably wanted to kind of close out his own stage. I do get that. Trust me. I understand that. It's his stage. But did it really have to be hosted on the smallest stage itself? It didn't make any sense. That's that's a real shame to hear, man. I mean, because to be honest, too, it can't have been... If it was overpacked, that can't have been that much fun, right? To to be in there. I mean, that's I know what some people, people were saying, dude. Yeah, that's 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 horrible. Again, just that, that's just yeah. poor poor planning. That's what it was, dude. It was just straight up poor planning on made events, Electric Zoo's part there on that one. And and I think that hopefully they kind of learned their lesson from that. You know, they should have done a little bit more research as to what the crowd would look like for Seven Lines. And look, man. Alec, you know they have the data, right? You know that they have the data that shows, like, ticket sales and popularity and, you know, like, where fan bases are for specific artists. And Seven Lines has a massive following out here on the East Coast, dude. Massive following. So this is just – this is really poor planning. But, you know, just kind of continuing on with that Riverside stage, right, because I do want to talk about this. But the the sound bleed between the Hilltop Arena and the Riverside stage, which are right next to each other, was awful. Really? It was awful, man. I mean, it was so, so bad because Riverside is a stage that is completely open. And then the Hilltop Arena, which is right next door to it, is a tented stage. But the thing is that it gets so loud in the Hilltop Arena, especially for like those last acts that like you could – there's a good majority of that stage, of the Riverside stage, where you could be standing, you know, kind of watching the Riverside stage and still be hearing the music from the Hilltop Arena. Man, I hate that. I mean, sound bleed is one of the things that really annoys me at festivals. I mean, that's one thing that particularly grinds my gears. I don't know about you, man. Oh, oh dude, totally. I mean, we could probably do a whole anti-plur moment on that, man. We probably should, honestly. I mean, <laughs> you know, and that's, again, like, shout out to EDC because that's – probably the the best festival i've been yes. to in terms of assembly but then again they have the space to do it but uh, i'm sorry to hear that man that that kind of sucks because assembly really does especially if you're towards the back i mean it really kind of ruins the, the yeah the experience for you doesn't it yeah oh dude 150 uh, percent. i really really felt for the for the attendees of the riverside stage on that one right so that's that's the assembly that i want to talk about also just want to make some quick mentions of the bad stuff here temperature at the amf stage the all my friends stage was it was it was really really quite hot in there especially for like the last acts of the night in that stage so i'm talking about people who closed out that stage mala closed out that stage and while mala from what i've heard threw it down he his his crowd was so packed in that stage in that tent that the temperature was ridiculous man absolutely ridiculous and then i was there for anti up to close out the saturday and i didn't even i didn't even go into the tent like me and my squadron we were just like right outside the tent like kind of watching from the sides like you know not directly into the tent but still close enough where we can hear the music and like i i tried to go into the tent for a little bit to catch you know like to be more mm-hmm. enveloped into it but it was just like it's too hot man it was just too hot <laughs> like i had to get out of there you know what i mean Right. So um yeah, it's that that was perfectly like that that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad in terms of the temperature at the AMF stage. And then let's also talk about the Prids after party. I never thought that I would put Prids in like the bad section. <laughs> oh, it was, man. It's weird, dude. Oh, no. I, I I got I got to tell you, man. <laughs> I love the set, you know, and and the Brooklyn Mirage is an awesome venue, but they oversold that shit like crazy, dude. It was the most packed I've 
ever seen the Brooklyn Mirage. And listeners, if you're not from New York City, then you should know that the Brooklyn Mirage is it's the premier concert venue, I feel like, for your electronic music acts, right? So let me kind of set the scene here for the, for the Priz After Party. So on the Sunday of the, of the festival, right after the festival, me and a couple – and actually a massive part of, of my group, we all went to the Priz After Party, right? So the Priz After Party was at the Brooklyn Mirage, which is the outside section of the venue. And then inside one of the rooms was the Nightmare Slander After Party, right? So this is really odd, but like – Basically, security had a mixture of all the people going to Nightmare and Slander and all the people going to Prids, so that the security took forever to get through, right? Then the ticket check and the security, everybody, again, um, you know, all part of Nightmare Slander or you're going to the Prids after party, the crowd just like it all melded together. Finally, you get into the Brooklyn Mirage after like 30 to 45 minutes of trying to get through all the security checks, getting your ticket scanned, getting your wristband, all that stuff, Right. What's weird is that if you wanted to use the bathrooms at the Brooklyn Mirage where Eric Priz was playing, you had to go into the room where Nightmare and Slander were playing and use the bathrooms in that room. So if if that's the way that the bathrooms are set up, guess what? People who are at the Nightmare back-to-back Slander party can go to the Eric Priz after party, and the people at the Eric Priz after party can go to the Nightmare back-to-back Slander after party. So this was just creating constant movement in the on the floor of the crowd for the Brooklyn Mirage, and... Let me tell you, guys, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I, and and Alec is the same way, I like to hang out more in the back of the crowd to have space to breathe and to dance and to move, right? But there was none of that space anywhere at all. Like, you, it was just, it was so damn packed that I, I eventually went upstairs to the balcony of the Brooklyn Mirage, and I w- enjoyed the rest of the show from up there, and it was beautiful, Absolutely beautiful. I'm really happy that I made that move because it was just too stupid packed downstairs. That's a shit. Another shame to hear thing to, you know, this is bad, man. I don't, I hate it when venues oversell something. I really genuinely yeah. hate that because it's like, <sighs> it's like they were on a mission to oversell. Right. They're like, okay, guys, how do we, tr- like, people complain about overselling venues, but how do we really, really fuck everybody over? And I feel like, like, they, they're like, I can see them in the boardroom just, like, Jesus. rubbing their hands together, like, ha, 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 ha. You know what I mean? Like an evil <laughs> cackle. I'm telling you, bro, I, that's what I think was going down in, in that room when they were playing this, because it was just so stupid, poor crowd control and poor planning. I can, I can understand why they oversold this, right? I mean, they know Eric Pritz is huge. I mean, he's got a huge, huge following, as you well know, Samir, in the New York City area. Um, so I can understand that they're like, you know, they want to give as many tickets out as possible because there's a lot of people right. who are going to want it. But, you know, you have to do that cost-benefit analysis where you're like, okay, I mean, you've got to draw the line somewhere where there's just too many people for a venue. It almost becomes unsafe, Right? I mean, if oh, you're yeah, towards the front and you need to go get water or something, I mean, you know, going back, you know, let alone that's dangerous. But then the second thing is, is you're going to piss everyone off behind you, right? So it's it just, for me, whenever there's an overpacked thing, whether this is at a festival or a nightclub, and I particularly hate it at nightclubs, um, it really ruins the experience for me. So I'm glad to hear that the print set was, was good, but I'm sorry to hear that the crowd was that terrible. Yeah, it was it was a pretty shit crowd, but um, and it's not it's really not the crowd's fault either, Alec. Like, right. It's just because the the venue oversold the venue like big time. So that's that's my bad. And you know, I was I was gonna talk about some of the acts that I really just wasn't stoked on, you know, in at Izu, but you know what? That's not fair because 
that music maybe is just not for me. So I'm not right. I'm not going to do that okay. here. No, you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm going to skip that. But let me talk about the good because let me be honest with you guys. I despite all the problems I just listed off, I want to end on a very very positive note, okay? Because Izu, I got to say, truly truly stepped it up this year. This was without a doubt the best year I have ever attended this festival. Without a doubt. You could always find faults somewhere, you know what I mean? But you also need to give credit where credit is due. And Made Events, you guys did a fantastic job with this. The production on the main stage, you guys stepped that shit up, okay? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, listeners, seriously, check out our socials because I have been posting videos of the sets that I attended at Izu, some of the main stage ones. And seriously, man, such a great time, man. Especially when when nighttime fell upon the festival, like that main stage really, really came alive. It's like they stepped up the fireworks, which is really, really cool. So like you had much more fireworks, more CO2, more lasers, more fire, more pyro. I think the sound was better. Everything about it was great on the main stage, even on the smaller tents. You know what I mean? Like AMF stage. Wow. What a vibe, man. Straight up Destructo murdered it with these lineups. Nice. Man. House music pounding all night. I got to say, that was probably my favorite stage. I spent a lot of time in that stage, man. That was such a great time. And the setup was so dope, too. Like I said, I'll be posting videos of my time in there as well. Not only that, the Prida Arena was magical. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I That was my favorite Prit set from the three that I saw this oh, past wow. weekend. And it, yeah, and, and listeners, in case you guys didn't know, I've now seen Eric Pritz 15 times. So shout out to Eric Prids, man. That, wow. I I can't even get to tell you how amazing and euphoric that Prids set was in the Prida Arena. Um, let's also just want to also talk about like the after parties as well. Amazing, amazing after parties, just even outside the ones that I attended. Brownies and Lemonade was so sick, all right? GTA, which, Alec, you're going to love this, but apparently at the GTA after party, Skrillex and Boys Noise showed up no. to do a set. Oh, yes. man. Damn. That is awesome. I love that. Yeah, dude. It was incredible. Like, I, I wish I kind of went to that one, but obviously I was at the Priz after party. It was on the Sunday. Not only that, Benny Benassi at Shemansky. Come on. I mean, the guy's a goddamn legend. Absolutely love him. It just goes to show you that, like, there was like there was an after party for everybody, I felt like. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you were like, oh, man, like, I want to go to an after party. And, oh, not only that. Wait, sorry. Shout out to Shaq's Funhouse as well, where Chris Lorenzo, Chris oh. Lake also did sets as well. Borgor was there. Dude, it, I mean, I heard it was absolutely incredible, and Chris Lake wasn't even on the on the lineup, and he showed up to do a set. I'm. This makes me so sad. <laughs> just, I'm so sorry I did this to you. Oh, uh, you saw Anti up, and then you're telling me that Shaq had a fun house there with Chris Lawrence and Chris. Yep. you've got to be shitting me. Oh Jesus, yeah, that's awesome. I it was mean, like it was like a it was like a combined party of like Shaq's fun house and AMF at the Brooklyn Mirage. Wow. That is awesome. Really, really sick stuff there, man. It, and Wax Motif, I believe, was there as well. So it's just like, it was, it's just incredible, man. It really, really is. So the after parties, easy, you guys nailed it, for real. The lineup, you guys nailed it. And I just want to give some special shout-outs to some of the best acts that I saw, all right? Besides Prids, because he's a god. He's a, he's a god. Dog Blood, that was the way to end the festival. That set was a party, dude, a party. And let me tell you why, okay? You, on the lineup, you see Dog Blood, and in parentheses, you see Skrillex and Boys Noise. What I loved about this set is that 
You could look around at any point of the set and people were still moving. It, they didn't have to hear like Skrillex's remix of Cinema. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have to hear songs that they knew. It's just that these guys were throwing down so much energy. House, tech house. Uh, like just, just pounding four to the floor beats, which these guys aren't necessarily truly known for. You know what I mean? And uh, maybe Boys Noise more than Skrillex. But they just kept the crowd moving. And I love that about Dog Blood, that they didn't have to resort to their most popular tracks in order to keep the crowd motivated and the energy up. Love that, man. That's great to hear. I, I love that Dog Blood was great. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know we were talking about Dog Blood set at Ultra back in the day, but, you know, and we saw the Dog Blood close down um webster hall so that's just great to hear that they're killing it right now i mean i really want to see them badly dude if if they come around that is easily a just bought tickets man for real also want to give a a very very honorable mention to nora and pure wow i have never seen nora and pure live before i saw her on the sunday and my god she was amazing dude i had never I mean, I, like, I've listened to her sets before, and I knew, like, the sound that she goes to, like, a very kind of euphoric, uplifting kind of house music sound mm-hmm. that she does a great job of building the tension and then releasing it. But I'm telling you, man, when you're in a crowd, everybody is feeling it, dude. That was an incredible, incredible set, and her visuals are so, so good, too, dude. Seriously, Nora and Pure, I got to give it to you, man. I, I get the hype. I really understand the hype. It She is amazing, and I wish I had more chances to see her out here. I like that, man. Yeah, you know, I'm really kicking myself now for not seeing her when she was out in um out in San Francisco. She did, like, some pool party, I, I believe, a couple months ago. So I'm kicking myself after hearing that. Dude, you should, you should definitely make it a point next time she's out there in San Francisco. Really quickly, just want to mention Kyle Watson and Dombreski at the AMF stage. House music. Guys. They had some of the earlier set times, but it was a party in there. I've never seen so many shuffle circles before at a stage. (laughs) Everybody was going off, man. It was so, so cool to see. I got a lot of great videos from both of those sets as well, which I'll be posting up on our Instagram page. But, dude... I, I'm I, and like Kyle Watson is somebody that wasn't like really on my radar until I went to Izu, and now I'm like I gotta see Kyle Watson again. I've seen Dombreski before, but Kyle Watson, holy crap, he was so good. Nice man, yeah. I should have, uh, you know, Kyle Watson is somebody that has been on my radar for uh, quite a bit. Um, so glad to see that you like him as well. Yeah, he he's definitely someone that you should go see if you get the chance again. Totally, bro. Totally, yeah. No, I, I definitely will. And then finally, just some other honorable mentions here. Kill the Noise. Guys, you know you know, Alec and I were really big into house music, but Kill the Noise was the perfect set to headbang to. Nice. Alec, I forgot to tell you this. I didn't post the video just yet, but he played that Dolphin song that, <laughs> yes. that Dolph Francis has. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Which we classic. absolutely love. That song is so funny, dude. <laughs> so uh, I, as soon as I heard it coming in, I'm like, oh my God, I got to get my phone out for this. Got a great song. We'll, we'll put that great in song. the, let's, let's take a look for that on our social. Um, and we'll put the link to that song in our show notes. Uh, I'll make a note of for that. For sure. <laughs> That's great. And then finally, to, to just kind of cap off another really great set is Cascade set. Cascade did an incredible job of playing to that sunset vibe perfectly. A lot of house music. Lots of house music, which I was not expecting from him. Nice. But, dude, the crowd was so into it, man. Everybody was all about that Cascade set. And I am a fan. I love that set. And we saw him at Ultra 2018 for a little bit. And he did a sunset set there as well. And it was 
it was, it was all right. Like, I was like, okay, this is okay. This set was much, much better, and I'm all in on Cascade. I would totally see him again. Glad, very glad to hear that. I mean, Cascade is a legend, an OG of the scene, but glad to see that he's still throwing it down and that people are getting down to it. Love love the focus on house too, by the way. I mean, I feel like house yeah. music is a really big thing right now. Yeah, it, it really is, and you, you, you can see that reflected on a lot of the main stage acts. I mean, Destructo, same way. Oliver Heldon, same way. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it really is becoming a movement here in the U.S., and I'm very, very excited to see that. So, listeners... That's uh, Those are my thoughts, the good, the bad, and the ugly of Electric Zoo 2019. If you guys have thoughts, if you guys were there, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Tweet at us. We want to hear about your experiences as well. And uh, like we mentioned, all the links to the articles that we referenced can be found in our show notes as well. But, man, I got to catch my breath right now. I just talked so much about eZoo. Dude, love the recap. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, I know that our West Coast listeners will particularly appreciate this since I don't think Electric Zoo is really a um, festival that might necessarily be on their radar. I could be wrong though. But yeah. Sorry, my man, but you're gonna have. I know you're gonna do some more, even more talking because we're gonna dive into Eric Pritz, right? Bringing Hollow to New York City, December twenty seventh and twenty eighth at the New York Expo Center, and my man Samir is not even gonna be there. Christ. What are you doing, man? This is paining me right now. I can't even get to tell you. Like, I don't even want to talk about this. Like, I'm so upset right now. Oh, well, I mean, uh, you'll be in New Zealand, which will be good. I mean, you've got yeah. you've got your birthday, so that'll be good too. But, oh, man, yeah. come on. Yeah, I know. It's, it's you know, all, all the feelings aside, guys, if you are out here in New York City during this time, you need to go see this show. I saw this show at Creamfields 2018. It was honestly like the only motivating reason why I wanted to go to Creamfields 2018. I had a great time though. Actually, Creamfields was awesome and I totally go back again. This hollow show is insane, okay? There is there's is just so much appetite for people wanting to see Eric Pritz's hologram shows and the fact that he's bringing this to the States finally, the hollow show finally, to and to New York City, one of his biggest markets, and for two nights, this is a no-brainer. I mean, listen to me. You guys have to see this. It really is a spectacle of music and technology coming together, and his team does an excellent job of putting it together. Like, I, I'm so happy I got a chance to see this at Creamfields 2018. I'm gutted that I won't be able to make it this year. I really am. But, you know, like Alec had mentioned, I'm going to be on vacation, so... um it's life isn't obviously life isn't that bad you know what i mean like i'll be on vacation it's not like i'm doing anything else you know what i mean but this is an incredible show and i really hope people get a chance to get out there and make it and if you go please do send me videos while i'm on vacation because i'd gladly watch them and and cry as i'm road tripping through new zealand (laughs) dude oh man i'm so sad that you're gonna be doing it and i you know to be honest i don't think i'm even gonna be able i would fly out if i could at least you caught it at creamfield zone i will say that honestly man it just goes to show you how far technology is pushing the live entertainment era that we're in right totally man well so sorry that you're not able to see that that truly sucks but as samir said guys if and gals if you can go definitely go this will be a once in a lifetime type of experience i don't i think that's going to be his first and last stop if i correct me if i'm wrong samir yeah it's his only time that he's bringing the hollow show to the to the u.s yeah this is the only show for this yeah it's all right if i have to miss a show it's fine you know it's 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 part of life things come up it's not a big deal moving onwards could talk about 
Avicii's tribute concert. Now, this is going to be done for mental health awareness. Samir, I don't know about you, man, but I love the the newfound focus on mental health awareness, particularly in the music industry. We've talked about it quite extensively here on this podcast, but it's really good to see that, you know, that people aren't letting up on this because this genuinely and sincerely is quite a big issue in the music industry, particularly in electronic dance music because of just the crazy tour schedules um, that all of these artists have. So it's great to see that, you know, I mean, as sad as it is, rest in peace of Ichi, that, you know, this had to, to happen, at least in, you know, his passing, he can cause something that's going to do a lot of good for a lot of people, I think. So it was just officially announced and you've got people like David Guetta, Kygo, Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike, Laidback Luke, Nikki Romero, all the way to Aloe Black, Adam Lambert, and Rita Ora. So there's a little bit of something for everybody there. So this is going to be a really, really great concert, man. Um, again, like I think, you know, I don't really think there's too, too much more to say about it, but I know that the proceeds are going to go to the Tim Bergling Foundation, which for those of you who don't know, that's Avicii's real name. It's going to be really tough for the family, I think to to see this occur but i think it's you know almost it's bittersweet again like this is just a really great event to be put on and i love all the proceeds are going to be going towards this foundation which does a lot of good work for helping people out in distress what do you think man alec you, you, na- you nailed it on the head man and i i guess i'm just i'm, I'm so sad that it took the passing of right. such a big massive star to really kind of mobilize people to realize that mental health awareness is something that needs to be brought to the forefront especially in the music industry while this lineup might not be something that necessarily tickles my taste right amazing to see that such big names are coming together to pay homage and to pay tribute to one of the biggest stars in edm who had just one of the worst passings possible man i mean and I'm just so happy to see that the Tim Bergling Foundation is doing some fantastic things to bring this to the forefront, dude, for real. And it's it's great to see that the tickets sold out within hours, too. And it's awesome to see that this is happening in Stockholm, Sweden, Avicii's home country. So, dude, not really much else to say on this. I'm sure the event's going to be a success. It's on December 5th. And I'm just looking forward to hearing more that comes out of this, man, for real. And, and I hope the Tim Bergling Foundation continues to do continues to do events like this and to continue to kind of push awareness here. In this lineup, there are a lot of the artists that collaborated on his most recent album with him that are playing at this oh, show. You know, right. like Adam yeah, Lambert, Aloe really Black cool. is on here as well, Rita Ora. That's really, really cool to see. So I'm I'm really, really happy to see that this is that we're having this event here. Well said. I think uh, I think we can leave it there. But okay. Capping this section off. This is something that's pretty darn exciting, especially to our bass heads that are listening. Excision and Wooly Evolution EP together. The collaborative EP is coming out next week. Wow. It's going to be out on Friday, September 13th. I don't know if that's a little bit of an unlucky day, but we'll... <laughs> right. Well, I don't know if that's on purpose or not. It might be. Uh, dude, I'm really excited about this. You know, I know I put Wooly a little bit more on your radar, but, you know, Wooly's been doing a lot of great work. For people that don't know Wooly, he, you know, he's been teaming up uh, recently with people like Seven Lions, and Wooly of his own right has got some great originals, so definitely check him out. But, my man, I am absolutely pumped to hear this. I know Excision's been doing a lot of collabs recently, but I think this is going to be... I'm going to go ahead and say I think this is going to be my favorite of his most recent collabs. How about you? Nice. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm 
I gotta say, this is a really, really big moment and opportunity for Wooly. You know what I mean? To be teaming up with with a heavy hitter like Excision and. Wooly has a lot of creativity to him, and I think Excision is going to really get a chance to kind of harness that creativity that Wooly has, and Wooly right. is going to get a chance to harness the the power and like relentlessness of Excision's music, and I think it's going to be a really nice synergy of these two guys coming together for this EP. I'm pretty stoked to hear this, and I'm not necessarily the biggest biggest bass head. I can get down to it, don't get me wrong, but I'm pretty stoked to hear this. Man, very well said. I'm stoked as... Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm probably a little bit more fan of bass music at, at times than you are, but so I'm, I'm really yeah. hyped to see this, um, you know, and I know all of our listeners who are bass heads will be too. So definitely keep, you know, an eye out for that. Again, that will be out on most major streaming platforms on September 13th. Right, dude, are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. You ready? I'm really, really you're ready getting, for this. You're getting, yeah. you're getting pumped I'm up. I'm getting hyped yeah. up. Let All me right. just stretch out a little bit, do some calisthenics, some jumping jacks. All right. <laughs> Let's go, baby. All right. Dude, take us away with this week's anti-plur moment. Listeners. Listeners, listeners, listeners. All right. I was at Izu, as we just talked about this past weekend, right? It's the Sunday of the festival. I'm minding my own business. I'm by myself, just kind of chilling out. I have a basket of chicken fingers and french fries, which I paid $15 for. $15, all right? That so, should be a separate Etsy play, right? Yeah, now. exactly. So I'm already, my head is full of shame, and I'm eating these <laughs> damn overpriced chicken fingers and fries, right? Enjoying myself. Just kind of watching the main stage from the grass area of the festival. Kind of chilling out. You know, it's, it's been a long weekend. And I'm just kind of trying to harness my energy for the remaining sets. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody approaches me. Not even approaches. Runs up to me. Straight up, kneels down. Looks me dead in my eyes. And is like, hey, can I have one of your chicken fingers? <laughs> I'm like, no, sorry, I'm hungry. And rather than saying, rather than saying, oh, uh, it's cool, thanks anyways, rather than saying that, she goes, what? Like, as if if I just, like, said the most, the worst thing possible to her. And you know what's so funny, Alec? Like, in recalling that incident, I can just kind of see her hand starting to reach out, and then I say, no. (laughs) She's just like, what? Look, guys, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because sometimes I feel like people who attend events can... They try to spin plur around. They try to spin the peace, love, unity, respect mantra to try to get free stuff from people. And I don't like that. You know what I mean? I didn't like that this person just kind of approached me and assumed that I was already going to give one of my chicken fingers to them. I don't like that. And it's it's. I think this happens because I think sometimes people overestimate how willing and giving folks are at these festivals. Like, look. I wasn't trying to slight this person at all. I paid a lot of money for this food, and I just wanted to eat it and kind of chill out, you know? And I was hungry, man. I was hungry. It's been a long day, and that was my only meal at the festival. It really, really irked me because I think that sometimes people take plur a little bit too far in in, in trying to get free stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, first of all, that's, that's kind of hilarious. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever experienced that before. It's like I was like thinking to myself, like the the audacity of this person. I'm like, come on, seriously? Yeah, to to feign like the you know, oh my gosh, it's uh, what a horrible thing to do to reject my chicken finger request from a total. <laughs> You're stranger. denying me my chicken finger needs. Exactly. <laughs> get like, your I, own. These are fifteen dollars. <laughs> I mean, you know, especially come on. You're in the northeast. This isn't gonna fly. I don't know where that's gonna work. 
<laughs> to be honest, in the north, for, for real, man, for they're not going to be handing out chicken fingers. Like it, it's, it, I think it's more the reaction, right? That is more than the request. I mean, the request it, it is a little exactly. odd. I think to go up to somebody who's enjoying, you know, peaceful Samir sitting there enjoying his, chi- you know, overpriced chicken fingers. Probably a little <laughs> bit of regret on his face too. So you just yeah. really don't want to walk up to somebody and just ask him for one of those overpriced chicken fingers how many were there in there do you remember why'd you have to bring that up there's only yeah, there's only three in there so only three, I, paid, I paid like five dollars for a chicken finger man it's ridiculous <laughs> and like i i honestly listeners i really don't mind the request i don't mind that at all it's just that her reaction when i said no just it really takes me off i don't blame you man uh i'm sorry to hear that that happened that the request but to whoever that person is come on just come on you know better than that don't don't pull that type of stuff especially when you see a peaceful samir and he's got a little bit of regret in his eye as he's eating and also self-hating a little bit as he's eating the five (laughs) dollar per chicken finger alec you know me dude like i I would definitely say i'm a pretty giving person like if somebody needs water i'll give them some water you know like I'll, i'll fan them with my fan i'll give them some gum like all that stuff dude like i'm a pretty giving person but i mean i'm just trying to enjoy my meal and i don't want to give i don't want it's basically like it's basically just her coming up to me be like hey can i have five dollars no I gotta use this to buy a water bottle, okay? Come on. I wanna try that. I wanna see if I can ask random people. Do you have, oh, first of all, do you have $5? Do you mind? <laughs> yeah, because that's exactly what it was like. Man. Excuse me? You don't wanna give me $5? God. Look, I accept Venmo too. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, that, that's my short anti plur moment there, dude. Listeners, if you guys have encountered a situation like this before, genuinely, I wanna hear your stories. For real. Please. Slide into yeah. our DMs tweet at us whatever because i think we could all share a good laugh here that it was funny but at the same time it really ticked me off just because of her reaction <laughs> agreed man agreed great yeah. great moment there i mean we could have a whole separate one about that bloody chicken finger but you know we... yeah, for real <laughs> great anti-plur moment right it's that time it's that time of the show everybody it's the what are we listening to section i am hyped for this week's what are we listening to section seriously for those of you who are new to the show, this is a, a time where we go and we pick either an EP, an album, or a song. We both review two of them, and then we give our thoughts on that. Take us away with explaining kind of what goes on in this section and what the rating scale is. Here on Beyond the Beats, we have our very own rating scale. You know, returning listeners, you guys already know this part, so feel free to skip ahead a little bit. And uh, new listeners, welcome. We have a unique rating scale here here on Beyond the Beats, and it's, it's levels one through five. And level one is, you know, the lowest level that we usually give out, give to tracks, and level five is the highest. So starting from level one, we call it One Listen. It's basically where Alec and I will pick up a piece of music, and we'll talk about it, you know, but that's probably going to be the only time that we really listen to this piece, and, you know, we're encouraging you guys to at least give the track One Listen. Level two is called background noise, and it's pretty self-explanatory, but, you know, if a song comes on in the background, you're not going to really make much of an effort to change it. You know, you don't really care if it's there. You're, you might be doing other things, and it's whatever. It's just it's there in the background to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on and it propels you to grab the volume knob and crank it up, blast it out loud. And level four is what we call just bought tickets. It's when you hear a piece of music and it propels you to want to... Uh, you know, look up the tour dates for an artist that you were listening to and try to find out when they're coming to your city next because you just got to hear them live. You just got to hear more. At level five 
is speechless. It's when you hear a piece of music and it's just you and the tune and that's all that matters. Everything else fades away. So just to reiterate real quick, level one is one listen. Level two is background noise. Level three is turn it up. Level four is just bought tickets. And level five is speechless. Alec, let's talk about these pieces of music, my friend. Start us off, dude, because I know you are particularly a very, (laughs) very big fan of this person. And you know what? Thanks to you, so am I. Dude, I am really, you know, I was, I was, as I was uh, talking to you before we went live, I'm really happy to hear that you're uh, are now a big fan of this guy and you liked this release. So, listeners, we're talking about Jax Jones. He is the king of good vibe music. Say it's house music, you know, but it's something that Samir and I have talked about. He's someone that is a great person to introduce to introduce a friend to EDM, someone who may not have been really into dance music yet, but Jax Jones is probably one of the first people I go to when introducing new people to it, firstly. And then secondly, it's just somebody that even the heaviest house heads can go along to, right? I mean, he's just got fantastic vibes. So he's released Snacks, the supersize edition. And I can't believe this man, but this is his first bloody album. I mean, my lord. I mean, he's been releasing a lot of these songs probably since back, since 2017, 2018. Um, right. But, you know, there's a lot of, lot of great tracks in here. So let's talk about the tracks first because there's a lot of tracks in it. And then I'm, I want to get into, you know, give him a little special shout out because of some things I'd love to talk about. You know, he's really just the epitome of what's good in the EDM. And I'll, I'll talk about that after we go through the track list. But... Um, there's a lot of great songs here. We've got Housework, which is a classic. Most people may not know the title, but they might know the beat. It's a fantastic house song. You've got a new song, Jackets. Is that how you... <laughs> I can't even... Oh, Alec, come on, dude. You're European. You should know how to pronounce this one. It's, I'm pretty sure it's Jacques. It is Jacques. I know. I don't know why I oh, said that. Alec, I know. You... I mean, I was just... Oh, God. It's horrible. Horrible pronunciation. I'm one for 301 now. <laughs> yeah, for real now. For real. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Anyway, okay, with Tove Low, he's he's done a quite a few songs of Tove Low before, so this is they're a great pairing, by the way. I mean, they go really well here. You've got You Don't Know Me Harder. I featured the KC Light 6 a.m. remix of that as my on repeat a couple episodes ago. Check that out if you're interested. Ring, ring, instruction, play, 100 times, breathe, which is his absolute classic, probably one of arguably his biggest song, cruel, which is a new one. Then you've got All Day and Night, that's Jax Jones, Martin Solvik teaming up for that to present their Europa project, which is really, really great. Another thing that you should check out. I can't wait to see if there's any more from them. You've got One Touch, All For You, This Is Real, it's a great new song featuring Ella Henderson, love that track, and then his outro where he this is just a really great thing man i want to talk about this absolutely real quick. you know he in his outro he calls it tequila time got a funky really great beat but he takes the time to personally address all of the listeners and he goes through everybody that has worked with him on this album and you know across his career up to this point that is such a cool thing to do and i was telling my girlfriend we were listening to it in the car and i was like i don't think i've ever really heard an artist do this before and same here it, it was just and this is what i'm saying when he is just the he is the epitome of what is right in electronic dance music today he really is i also saw jack jones i had the honor of seeing him 
um, play a yacht party for Hideout last year, Hideout in Croatia, which I mentioned at the top of so Zerchi Beach is a, is a place. And he did a yacht party. And it was just the best vibe. Just the music was great. Everyone was boogieing to it. Everyone was down. But he's just a great guy. Like he, instead of, you know how like sometimes DJs will only bring up like hot girls and stuff to behind, you know, uh, yeah. them playing right. He he brought up a bunch of lads. He's, it's like a bunch of dudes oh, who were really awesome. into him. Yeah. They're at the front. They were like really getting down and he's like, guys, come on up. So he brought the lads up. That was so cool to see. He brought like, you know, a couple of girls wanted to go up too, but it was just neat because he, and he was there and he was like, you know, batting around with them. He gave them a couple drinks, stuff like that. And probably the best That's thing, awesome. Jax, if you're listening to this, you'll, you'll remember this. But I remember he he was middle of a set. He just came on. It was probably maybe 20, 30 minutes in. He had to go to the bathroom, right? And this is a packed out boat, the yacht. It's so funny. So he got the openers to come back on and play. And he grabbed the bottle. I believe it was either tequila, if I remember correctly. Oh my he God. climbed down the deck because the, the DJ booth was like on the deck overlooking, um, sorry, on a balcony area overlooking the main deck where everyone was dancing and climbed down he had the killing thing and he was just going around pouring shots into people's mouths as he made his way to the back to go to the bathroom i thought it was just the That's best awesome. thing ever he might have even given that bottle away i don't remember but just like it's just the good vibes man and that's what that's what it's all about and that's what i love about electronic music and just jack jones if you ever come across this for whatever reason just shout out to you for being probably the most you know amazing stand-up guy in the industry right now just you know you can go and you you can find things other examples of why he's such a great guy too in addition to being a great dj and producer so just shout out to you man for just really leading the way and showing people how it's done just with your great vibes your positivity and your awesome music so just wanted to say you know shout out him there i know i'm coming off as quite a fanboy but seriously it's just i think we really need to hold people up when they are presenting the best of electronic music, right? Like, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of bad things and negative things that have gone on in the industry and, and bad trends throughout the course of this podcast lifetime. But it's also important to give credit where it's due and to shout out the people who are making a real difference and just, you know, bring in the good vibes and making everybody have a great time. So shout out to Jack Jones for that. Anyway, very well said. Yeah, well, nice. what did the kind of get into that a bit? Let's let's talk about the music, my man. If you had to choose, let's say three songs, all right for you. If you could choose three songs, totally that you want to yeah, talk about. This is going to be tough. Yeah, three yeah. or four. I mean, hell, it's great. You can talk about as many as you want. But what what are some of the songs that you enjoyed? Um, and then what are the other ones that maybe you want to critique a little? Just take it away with however you want to attack this. I, I got to completely echo what Alex said here. Like, this is a fantastic album for EDM heads and non-EDM heads alike. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people from all sides of the music spectrum will really enjoy this album because, yeah, it's house music and it's some dope beats, but also at the same time, it's super easily accessible to folks who are, like, kind of getting their toes into the water of EDM. So some of my favorite tracks off, off of this album... Jacques with Tavlo was amazing. I love Tavlo, dude. I think her voice always sounds so great in EDM songs, and this is a testament to that. She sounds absolutely amazing in here. All right. Also want to talk about A Hundred Times. Great track from, from Jax Jones as well. One Touch with Jesse Glenn, with Jess Glenn. 
I love Jessica Lynn, and I I think her voice is really really amazing. Tequila Time, the outro is like that's an honorable mention, man. Like I've never heard an outro so genuine and so great. Right. Like he talks about his strife, he talks about like what it took to get to where he is, the people that doubted him, the way that he persevered, all the people that he worked with on this album. I mean, it is so so great. And what's awesome about this album, he brought artists from a bunch of you know different places baby rexa here on the song harder great song she's got dem he's got demi lovato on the song instruction and if there's a song that maybe wasn't necessarily something that i was totally about it's instruction with demi lovato and ring ring with mabel and rich the kid all these songs pretty much had vocals in it which you know you guys know me i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of vocals but when when they're done right they're done right and this so this album had a bunch of those tracks where the vocals were just done extremely extremely well like it felt like everything was very well fitting maybe it just wasn't necessarily about like instruction with demi lovato and and the song ring ring with mabel and rich the kid you know that's that's just my my opinion on that one there but dude breathe great song hundred times i mean seriously from beginning to end it would be very hard for somebody to want to skip any of these tracks agreed man i wholeheartedly with you there i mean you know it's funny i thought the same about ring ring but it it grows on you in a weird way i will say that yeah an instruction I can see that it, it really grows grows on you but i i know what you mean because i had a my initial reaction was kind of the same to that song too but i don't really know what else to say other than that this is a fantastic album he poses the question in like each one of these songs. He's like, "What you what you going to do?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. He, he has that sample in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'll, "I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Jax Jones." <laughs> I was straight up on my way to record this podcast, re-listening to this album, walking up Sixth Avenue, and I'm just like, I'm like bopping my head and I'm smiling, and like it's New York City people, like nobody's smiling <laughs> no at all smiling. out here. All right. <laughs> and, and like that's what I'm doing, Jax Jones. I'm bopping my head and I'm smiling as I'm walking through one of the busiest parts of new york city like that's what this album made me do and alec thank you so much for introducing me to Jax jones dude like this this was a fantastic album that i'm i'm so about like a couple of weeks ago on the podcast you mentioned that seven lines was the artist that i introduced you to you introduced me to Jax jones nice. and i'm um, i like i want to see him live so bad and i know my girlfriend would also really appreciate seeing him live as well yeah i mean i can't i can't recommend him enough honestly i'm actually going to be seeing him uh friday september 20th he's playing at one of my favorite clubs audio in san nice. francisco so Jax, i shall see you there man i'm pumped you know just can't wait to, to see you uh, he's also going to be shout out to him for touring with zed he's going to be at bill graham in san francisco as well wow so yeah that's a big that's a big gig really big gig dude let's also not Let's also not take away the thunder from this next piece of music that we need to talk about, all right? We're talking about the song We Don't Play, and this song has, what, 15 <laughs> artists on it from Disciples? Yeah, that's hilarious. I was cracking up when I was listening to this song, because I was just like, oh my lord, this is the biggest hype song ever. 19 artists, I just counted it. <laughs> 19 artists, all right? Listeners, I'm going to quickly run through these artists, and then we're never going to say the artists' names again, because it's just <laughs> there's too many, all right? Infect, Dodge and Fusky, 12th Planet, Virus Syndicate, Terra Vita, Dirty Phonics, Phase One, Mode Step, Virtual Riot, Eliminate, Barely Alive, Fox Stevenson, Samplifier, Myro, Disciple, Oliver's, Bandles, Chibs, Murder. They all comprise of disciples on their song we don't play so from here on out we're going to refer to them as disciples there's just too many people dude 
This was insanity. I, I like I I can't I can't even begin to tell you how impressed I am with like all these artists coming together and having equal representation on a song like this. I agree, man. I mean, this was definitely like a disciple a showcase, right? So f- for those of you that don't know, um, Bassheads will definitely know uh, these guys. But for those of you that don't know, Disciple is a record label. It was started, I believe, by um, Dodge of Dodge and Fuski. And yep. as well as uh, Just Say Yes. It it was started originally as like a sister label to Never Say Die Records. That's a big, big label in, um you know, the dubstep and rhythm scene. However, something happened along the way. Not too sure why, but um, around, I think it was, you know, uh, 2017 or so, they, they split off to form uh, Disciple. So all the people in this comprise the Disciple uh, record label. But... Man, you know, just aside from that little bit of context there, as you said, the fact that all these people contributed a little bit and there was it was almost like, you know, a hype up, like introducing each person, right? They had they had their little oh, yeah. like I don't even want I can't make the noise, but you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When it's just that yeah. Go listen to it. I'm not gonna make the noise and embarrass myself. But it's a great track, man. I mean, it's so creative and the build up is intense and strong and, and all this different aspects and layers to it so it's i would love to see this live i i really would love to see this live i i can just picture this like people just going like what in the holy hell is this as they play this song live so yeah very impressed with uh, the song so we've already gone over our rating scale here for the show so alec let me toss it over to you man let, let, let's let's start this off jacks jones with the supersized version of his album snacks what are your thoughts how are you feeling about this as everyone can tell, I'm a really big fan of Jax Jones, right? And I'm a really, really, really big fan of this album. I'm going to give it, I just bought tickets level four out of five. You know, they're very nice. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's hard because I can't quite give it a speechless, right? A five out of five. You know, as everyone who's listened to this podcast before, I'm very stringent. I've only ever given out one on this uh, podcast because it's not something that necessarily makes me drop my jaw, right? Like I'm like, oh my Lord, this is life-changing. But this is something where it's like, I can listen to this all the time. There's a time, you know, if I ever want to get in a good mood, I'll listen to Jax Jones. If I ever want to introduce somebody to electronic music, I will listen and have them listen to Jax Jones. He is somebody that has a little bit of something for everybody. And that's what I love about him, just him as a person as well as him um, as an artist. So while all these tracks I absolutely love and I will play if I have a DJ or if if I'm in the car, I will listen to and get down to. It's just it's not quite something that is there at that speechless. But this is just obviously solidifying, um, you know, my respect for him as an artist and my love for him as an artist. So definitely I just bought tickets. How about you, man? I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you, dude. The just bought tickets for me nice. for sure. Like I'm I, I'm pretty sure he was in New York like a couple of months ago, and I'm so bummed that I missed him when he was out here, man. I really am. He's he's so talented. He really, really is. There's really not much else to say on this album except that it is a fantastic, fantastic album. The reason why I'm not there at the speechless just yet is because there, like I said, there's some songs that I could just do without the with the vocals. You know what I mean? And I've already mentioned the names of those songs, and it's just Alec. You know me. It's 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 I like love it. I, lo- I just love. Yeah, it. I'm just not. I'm not all in on the on vocals all the time. And but this this album is the places where the vocals are in. It really really works very well. And so 
yeah, if he's around, dude, hell yeah, I'm buying tickets. This guy is crazy good. Nice, man. Well, I'm glad. I'm really stoked to hear that. I was, I'm actually a little bit surprised that you like it as much as you do, but. What you, what you going to do? Exactly. All right, let's do it. <laughs> let's, exactly. <laughs> let's do it, baby. All right. Disciple with the song We Don't Play. Samir, kick us off with this one. What do you think? Yo, this is a just bought tickets, man. I nice. am all in on this. I, like I said, dude, the creativity in this is endless. And you could, like I said, hear each and every single one of these people and their sound and the way that they like to present dubstep or bass music. And this song is perfect for people who are like trying to figure out like, oh, what's Disciples? What's their sound? This is it right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You need to listen to this right here, man. I mean, this shit is crazy. And honestly... I've I've actually seen a couple of these artists before live, so I already know what they're what they're capable of. But if there's a disciple showcase coming to to New York City, I'm there, dude. I'm buying tickets. What do you think? I agree, man. Uh, just bought tickets for me as well. Um, right there with you, man. If if you know, I feel like they're definitely going to do something. Uh, you know, and I'm pretty sure they've done stuff in the past in terms of a showcase. But you know, I'd 100% go see them. This is going to be a lot of fun, some great headbanging music. And this track is just, it's just the culmination of the creativity from each individual artist and to create this one individual song with all of their influences. And it's really neat to see. And that's why, honestly, I'm giving it, you know, out of any of the bass songs that I enjoy in dubstep songs, is it my favorite? No, it's not. But what I can appreciate more than anything is just the sheer amount of creativity that went in there. And I can't even imagine. I mean, it's just how hard it is to put this all together. Yeah. So exactly. I really do enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, as I said, it's not entirely my most favorite drop. Uh, but I tell you what, this is just, it, it's a, it's a hype song. Like there's no way you can get around it. Like it's just really, really hype. So I can see myself getting quite hyped up at uh, a show if they're dropping their song. So shout out to them for the great work on this. But my man, Samir, delving into what I have to say is probably my favorite section of the podcast. That is the artists we're watching section. My man, who wants to kick this off? Oh, man, that's a good question. Alec, take it away, dude. I I know you're really, really stoked on this, on your artist. So let's hear it, man. Tell us about him. I really, really am. All right, listeners, I'm going to introduce you to the sounds of two mix. That's about T lowercase o capital m i x he's a 22 year old from tel aviv and as you can hear it building up in the background right now this is a classic staple house sound listen to the house beats revel in it enjoy it love this drop here is two mix and Akanova with his song coffee get some coffee espresso loving the passion uh, i seriously seriously love the passion that you have for this guy to mix and this song is so dope man especially the second drop i really really like the second drop in this song too right i mean it's so creative it really is and, I, and also i really like uh Ikenova as well i actually just saw him um like about a month oh, nice. two months ago at, at one of uh lunar lounges events yeah when we had aaron uh, azure on the show That's so he, he brought out Ikenova. yeah so that was pretty cool i forgot about i don't recall that. i forgot that yeah i don't remember if i heard this song coffee i don't really quite remember that but this is a dope 
dope track. Tell me a little bit more about it, man. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, with this track, it's, uh, we talked about these people on, on the show before, but Noir Seblanc, come on. These people know their house music. And of course they do. They're French. Clearly the French people know house. You so love these people. I, I love you them. Love them. I, I love them. They have, they just have a treasure trove of house music. It's awesome. Just go to their SoundCloud. I'll put it in the, um, the link, but they just have some awesome, awesome people. They're really becoming a staple um, in the house music scene for for artists that are up and coming. So, you know, this is this is definitely a stop where I want to see some people who are you know up and comers in the house music scene. I'll definitely go and check out Noessa Blanc Records. So, shout out to them for picking up uh, you know Two Mixer and Econova as well. So, Econova is actually a little bit bigger than Two Mixers, which is also part of the reason why I yeah. wanted to focus on Two Mix. Uh, he has seventeen hundred followers on the SoundCloud. And now, actually, he's grown to 15,000 on Spotify. When I selected him as somebody uh, a few weeks ago that I wanted to talk about, this has jumped up quite significantly. Nice. I wish I noted down what he was at on Spotify, but his listeners have just really skyrocketed. And to be honest, I, I can... I could see why, because he's recently had a release called To The Rhythm on Confession, right? And when you get a release on Confession, the Confession label, that's Charmy's label, you're going to start growing big time. So that might contribute to it. And that's an original. Uh, he's also had other releases on fantastic house labels, such as Gold Digger and House Views. I know we've mentioned songs uh, from those labels too. Just a little bit more background, as I said before, he's from Tel Aviv. Uh, in 2013, he was actually producing Psytrance. He had a, a joint project. Um, it's called Two Mix and Ganesh. Um, so that definitely go check that out if you're into some Psytrance. Shout out actually to, uh, a Psytrance guy I know, uh, well, I don't know him, but I like him from Del We're talking about Scuzzy. Uh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That team mix. You uh-huh. love Scuzzy. Uh huh. Right. Spanish guitar. Oh, I love those songs. Anyway, there's some great Psytrance if you want to get kind of a, a, a taste of what he was producing before. Check him out and then also check out Scuzzy. I'm sure Team Mix will agree with that. But it was only in 2017 that he started producing house music. So this is really cool. Clearly the fact that it's only been a couple of years and he's putting out tracks like this. I mean, he was saying in his biography on Spotify that he's always been a lover of house music, but that really comes through in his tracks. So the, the fact that he's this, you know, he's young, he's this talented and only, a, you know, a couple of years going on three years of producing house music officially under his belt. My man, this is going to be somebody that you've got to look out for. So please listeners put him on your radars so samir take it away with your person this week absolutely man thank you so much for introducing me to two mix man for real Uh, i'm definitely going to be keeping more of an eye on him i I love i love his sound so cool stuff there dude you know what we're going to continue on with the four to the floor beats but we're going to go deep dark and dirty we're going with some techno this week man on the artists that we're watching i'm talking about villy Vanillo, he is from Liverpool, man. Oh my God, this this guy's take on techno is just beautiful. All right, he's got those dirty, deep, dark, pounding beats, and you can hear it in his song "Bloody Tears." You guys need to take a listen to this. Check it out. Oof, 
Man, I really, really like this. So how how do you find him? Great story here, right? So the Sunday of Izu had just ended. I just walked across the walking bridge. Uh, I link up with some of my squad mates who are heading heading over to the Eric Prids after party. We're in the car. The driver is playing some dope tunes. Shout out to Jay. Dude, thank you so much for introducing me to some great music. And then he throws on this song from Villy Vanillo, man. Oh my god, man. This it drops and everybody in the car who, you know, who wasn't driving just fist bumping to this shit, dude. Nice. Incredible, incredible track. You know what I mean? It just like it just got the energy to where we needed to be to get, you know, as we approached the venue to go see Eric Prids. You know what I mean? Like it was just it was perfect. It was a perfect setting to enjoy this track, man. And I gotta say, I love how much range this guy has in his techno, right? So, you know, some techno can be a little bit minimalistic, but I noticed that with Villy, he likes to add some really cool layers into it, right? So in, in this particular case with this song, you can definitely hear techno, but you can also hear a little bit of some acid techno in there, right? Some of those kind of swirling, kind of pangy kind of sounds. You guys know what I'm talking about if you listen to the track, but seriously, Villy Vanillo is crushing it, man. He's got about 1,300 followers on SoundCloud and on Instagram. He is just shy of 400 followers, but he's making a splash, man. I mean, he's he's released some some tracks on labels like Natura Viva, uh, Trom Shalpat Platin. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Gain Records, Black Cat. I mean, he's he's seriously making some movements out here. And this song was released on Subplot Records. So, I mean, there's a lot of record labels that are really interested in what this guy is doing. And I think everybody needs to keep his eyes out for him, especially if you're into techno. This guy, I could see blowing up. Dude, love this. Thank you so much for introducing me to this. And I'm glad that we're getting some young and uh, up-and-coming techno talent on the show. I know Hell yeah, man. We've been yeah, kind we of need lacking to recognize some techno. Yeah. yeah, we've been kind of lacking in that area. But it's it's great to see that you finally brought someone on. So this is definitely some talent. And, you know, I really do think, just kind of last thoughts on this, I do think that people who aren't as into techno may actually like the sound. I think I would totally agree with that, man. And listeners, if you guys are enjoying these tracks... Let us know. We love when people reach out to us and they say like, oh my God, thank you so much for introducing me to this artist. Like I'm I'm all in on this. And we love, love, love getting those messages, man, for real. Let us know if you're enjoying, you know, Villy Vanilla or if you're enjoying Two Mix or any of the other artists that we feature on this show. Definitely, man. Well, that was, wow. There was a lot of stuff we covered in this week's episode. Oh yeah. What a great episode. As always. Yeah, I'm just keep saying As it's always, a fantastic Alec. episode. It's a great episode, but we yeah, only put out quality. We only put out quality or at least we try to. I mean, and, and on that note, I will have to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, please, please go and drop us a nice little review on Apple Podcasts. Um, that goes a long, long way. And even if you don't, even if you know that think there's some areas that could be improved, you know, you can leave a review. That's fine. But please also reach out to us. You know, we want to know how we can improve this experience for everybody. You know, we've got a lot of features in our pipeline. We'll be keeping you updated on that soon. We're busy, busy away and making the show even more oh, than yeah. just a podcast. So we, we're, we will be excited. We'll have some news pretty soon on that front. But just please give us a, you know, a rating if you can, if you enjoy it. And if you, if you don't, if you think there's some areas that can be improved please please reach out you can dm us at btb.pod we use instagram a lot or you can get to us on twitter at pod.btb and on facebook you can find us by just typing in beyond the beats podcast but samir that's all for my end for this week how about you i'm good on my end as well dude listeners thank you guys so much for joining us for episode 30 and we will see you next week for 
for our next episode, episode 31. Peace.